Welcome back to another episode of Buttermilk Boulevard. I'm your host, James, and it's Halloween season, bitches. Woo! I'm a Scorpio. I'm so hyped. If y'all have been around since last October, if you've heard the episodes from last October, then you know that Halloween is my favorite. I love Halloween. I love it more than Christmas. I will take it over Thanksgiving. You name it, I will take Halloween any day of the week. And because I pretty much celebrate it all year around, I... Decided to do a spooky season, start of spooky season episode of Buttermilk Boulevard today. Now, I had some ideas, you know, I want to do kind of the review of the Spirit Box album that came out as well. Phenomenal record, but maybe we'll get to it. Maybe we won't. I don't know. My voice is a little shit today because my allergies are bothering me. So don't be surprised if uh, your favorite host with the most sounds a little rough. I also have a piano, if you can't tell. So... Expect a lot of fun little stuff. Now, if you read the title, I know why you're here. You know why you're here. So be not surprised at all that we're going to talk about horror movies. My favorite kind of movie, my favorite genre. I like superheroes. I like all that stuff. But as far as movies are concerned, I will take a horror movie over any other movie every day of the week. And I uh, I've seen a lot of them. (laughs) I've seen a lot of shitty horror movies. I've seen a lot of good horror movies. Um, now I guess I should have started this intro by saying, Hey, welcome to Buttermilk Boulevard. <laughs> uh, this podcast, we talk about music amongst other things. We talk about everything that you like as far as music is concerned, because I love music as my first love horrors is probably next. And then Batman's probably third. So <laughs> I don't know. I can't really, I don't really rank them. It changes week by week. If you ask me next week, it'll say something completely different. Um, If you're new to the podcast, uh, consider subscribing, following, whatever it is called on your favorite podcast host. Welcome. I'm glad you could join us. And if you're a returning guest or returning member, thank you so much for listening to it. Um, It's always good to see all pretty faces every day of the week. Now, I don't know how much the piano is going to work today. Um, I'm hoping that it's going to be fine, but I uh, had to do some finagling to make sure it recorded with everything else going on. Um, And as you can tell, we did some new intros. You should expect some outros as well. Um, Just a fun little thing that I like to do. It's fun for me. I don't know if it's fun to listen to, but but I like to just, um, I don't know, anytime I like sit down and record, uh, especially like on my MIDI keyboard and stuff, I end up doing horror sounding stuff. And um, I don't know why. It's just fun for me, honestly. Um, I don't think y'all should expect a story this year. I didn't really get a lot of feedback whether people liked it or didn't like it. Um, so I didn't really write a new horror story or anything. I'm not I'm probably not going to do that, uh, unfortunately. If you did enjoy it, let me know. Um, I can try to come up with something, but it probably won't be this year. It might be next year or maybe just in the middle of the year. Who knows? I celebrate Halloween year round. I don't always decorate for it, but you can always find me watching a horror movie. I have a subscription to Shudder, etc., etc. I could talk about this all day, honestly. And I, today we are going to talk about it. <laughs> so um, today we're specifically, because we're a music-related podcast, we're not going to talk about movies per se or anything like that. Um, we're going to talk about it a little bit here and there, probably my thoughts on certain movies and stuff. But um, today we're going to talk about horror movie soundtracks, specifically movies, not TV shows. There's a few caveats going into this. You shouldn't expect to see Walking Dead, although a phenomenal um, theme song, all things considered. And uh, things like American Horror Story, those are all great, but we're not here to talk about that. We're here to talk about the movies. The movies is where horror really shines. There's really not a lot of TV series as far as horror is concerned, which is a shame because nothing works better as a TV series than like a slasher. Having an episodic kind of situation with a slasher, if you've ever seen the Scream TV series, that's an example of that. It's it, it works great for that kind of thing. Maybe not like the possessions and stuff like that. You could probably do an exorcist type. Well, there is an exorcist TV series. I don't know what I'm getting at. Let's let's get back to topic here. We're talking about horror movie soundtracks. Now I have a few qualifications here as far as uh, what I deem to be the best kind of soundtracks. We're going to have some honorable mentions. We're not really going to rank these per se. 
Um, because it's kind of hard to rank them when some of them are more like atmospheric versus actual soundtrack or orchestral kind of stuff. Um, you should also not expect a ranking because I am not somebody who is uh, classically raised. So like Beethoven and Mozart, I have listened to some of that stuff and I enjoy it on occasion, but I am not classically trained. Uh, my dad was in an orchestra when I was a kid. Um, so I know a little bit here and there. I kind of know the gist of how it works, rehearsals and all that good stuff. But um, and in fact, my dad has done uh, this was a long, long time ago when I was a little lad um, has done like movie soundtracks, especially during the holidays and stuff. So he's done like Psycho and all of that stuff. But um, but this is not a traditional ranking. You if you were to look up the top 10 horror movie soundtracks or whatever, y- you know what you'd kind of see on there. Um, I bet you could guess it just off the top of your head there. You are going to see some of those movies that are mentioned on like top tens and twenties and stuff, but this is mine. These are my favorite horror soundtracks. These are the ones that stuck with me beyond the movie actually did. Um, and I'm not even really commenting too much on whether or not I like these movies. Um, I liked all of them. There's very few horror movies I dislike because as far as I'm concerned, when it comes to horror, I'm a huge fan I'm biased towards it. So I love it. Now, there's some ones here and there that I don't really care for. There's a lot of low budget as far as horror is concerned. Um, they're nothing but profitable. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, a few caveats. Um, one of my qualifications as far as horror movies are concerned is that the theme song is not just a fun little theme song. It has to be used in the movie to build atmosphere. Um, it, the movie soundtrack, I think should be scary or should be a character within it. Now, one of the, we're kind of moving ahead here, but one of the examples of that, which you'll hear a lot of is Jaws. Jaws is a great example of kind of what I'm talking about as far as a horror soundtrack that maybe the soundtrack, maybe the theme song itself is not something you want to go listen to on a day to day basis. It may not be beautiful or gorgeous, but it's designed to build that atmosphere in a sense that when you listen to the theme song itself of Jaws, you know what it's about. It feels like a shark coming at you. It feels like it's meant to be in that movie, you know, if, if that makes any sense at all. Basically, it's a character within the movie, um, and it, it is used frequently in the movie to kind of indicate that trouble is on the way, and that's what it does great at. So we'll kind of get Jaws out of the way. I guess I can take that off my list because I've already talked about it. Jaws itself is great. I don't necessarily consider Jaws a horror movie. I guess it depends on the time that it came out. I bet when it first came out, probably terrifying. People didn't want to go to beaches and stuff. And I've seen sharks at a beach before. I've been to a beach with a shark there. Usually they leave you the fuck alone. <laughs> Usually they're not like people have this idea that they're going to be attacked if there's a shark present. But that that's really not the case. They don't really want to fuck with you either. Um, and if they do bite you, it's probably out of curiosity. I mean, it sucks getting hurt. If you were to get hit by a car out of curiosity, it would probably suck. <laughs> but, um, you know, it's one of those things where it's like it wasn't necessarily an intentional kind of, you know, um, uh, what's the word? What's the word? Intentional kind of fuck you. <laughs> you know, I don't know how to describe it, but you get what I'm saying. Um, so anyway, we're not talking about sharks today, but we could. Um, my second little caveat is, is again, uh, build the atmosphere. That's the first one. And the second one is it's can't be a kid's movie because there's movies, there's examples of good soundtracks in kids' movies that we're not talking about. One of the honorable mentions that I have is Tim Burns kind of stuff. Nightmare Before Christmas, uh, Corpse Bride, um, Beetlejuice. A lot of that stuff is great, but it's also kind of geared towards children. And that doesn't mean that it's a bad thing. Those are fun movies. They're fun to watch. I've enjoyed Nightmare Before Christmas several times. I actually consider it more of a Christmas movie, to be honest. But, um, you know, it's that kind of in-between movie like Die Hard, I guess. <laughs> but um, Die Hard is a Christmas movie. <laughs> but the uh, what I'm getting at is essentially the kids' movies, while they may have great soundtracks, great musicals, great sing-alongs, that isn't doesn't really meet my first qualification where the it build, builds the atmosphere. Some um, some probably examples of songs that actually work. And this is going back to the TV series, which is not qualified. Um, Goosebumps. That's a good soundtrack as far as I'm concerned as building atmosphere and stuff. And people recognize the Goosebumps soundtrack immediately. 
but again, kids movies. So, and it's also different, but <laughs> what am I saying? Hold on. Take a breath, James, take a breath. Okay. Um, the other qualification for horror movie soundtracks, it's not Halloween party music. Do, y- y- somebody's watching me. You're not going to see it on here, man. You're not going to fucking see it on here. <laughs> I'm sorry. You're not going to see Michael Jackson's thriller. I'm not talking about that stuff today. Some of that stuff is good in its own right, but the monster mash can go fuck itself. I hate that kind of shit on Halloween. Halloween is meant to be scary and creepy. It's not meant to be dancing Elvis in the Walmart shelves. <laughs> you know, it's like, give me the right thing as we're not talking about party music. So things like the babysitter is out, you know, it, it, it's not happening. Um, so, and also again, as I said, only movies. So we're not talking about TV shows. I'm going to remind you all of that. Cause I feel like that is the comment I'll see the most. Well, you didn't talk about X, Y, Z. Well, uh, did you listen? <laughs> um, Anyway, uh, I guess a little disclaimer. I have seen a fuck ton of horror movies in my life. I don't necessarily remember them all. I'm bad with titles. Sometimes I remember like seeing the movie but not knowing what it's called or vice versa, knowing what it's called but not remembering what the movie's about. Uh, An example is I saw The Gallows Act 2. I saw it when it came out and I was looking at it yesterday on like Hulu, I think it was. And I was like, did I did I see this fucking movie? <laughs> I was sitting there like, I I remember this, but I don't remember it at all. So there's some movies I've seen that I don't fucking remember. Like, I, I don't know if I saw it or not. And that usually is an indication that it's not a great movie. <laughs> I don't necessarily want to repeat watch movies that I don't remember or don't care for. Um, And then I guess the caveat is I haven't seen all of the horror movies. There's also thousands upon that horror movie is a horror in general is a rich treasure trove of theme songs. There is amazing theme songs out there built around horror movies, things that are very familiar to you, things that you love yourself personally. The poltergeist is an example. The poltergeist theme song, not scary at all. It's beautiful. It's childlike. It's innocent. It's a gorgeous kind of orchestral piece. And it's absolutely wonderful. But that's not what we're here for. <laughs> you know, it, I'm not saying that any of those horror movies are not are discounted. You know, that doesn't mean that they don't have equally good horror movie soundtracks. These are just this list today. And this is a lot of disclaimer shit before we get into this, because I care about horror movies. Um the the list that you're going to hear today, the, there's not like a numbering system or anything. Again, there's no ranking here. It's just the movies, the soundtracks that stood out to me and have carried with me. These are purely movies that I remember off the top of my head, <laughs> not anything else. Just the movies that I remember at the top of my head. I'm not talking about anything. I didn't look at any research. I didn't research jack shit, and you shouldn't expect much editing in this except for maybe the spooky sounds. So I don't know why I'm so defensive today. <laughs> it's because I haven't had enough coffee. Mm-mm. Oh, Folgers. <laughs> um, so that's my kind of caveats. I haven't seen all of the horror movies. I'm sure there are some out there that I haven't seen um, that are amazing and wonderful, and they could make this list, but... I, again, I haven't seen all of them. I've seen a lot. I haven't seen an example is I haven't seen any of the, what is it? Argenta stuff uh, or Argento. I'm not really sure. Um, he's the guy that's responsible for Suspiria and um, like Telebre and uh, demons and stuff like that. I haven't seen any of those art house kind of horror films. Those aren't really my t- cup of tea. I like my favorite kind of horror film just to kind of get this question out of the way. My favorite kind of horror movie. I love demons And I love house haunts. I am a sucker for the house haunts, especially if it's done well. Um, But I love it. And that's that's kind of why the Conjuring series, they're not all great. I'll be honest with you. They're not all great. We can talk about that some other time or we can talk. You can message me on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Here's a plug. Buttermilk Boulevard has Instagram, Facebook and Twitter. If you want to talk about horror movies with me, man, just message me. I'll talk about it all day with you. 
Um, but I love the Conjuring series. I absolutely love it. I love one, two, three, Annabelle, Annabelle, Annabelle. <laughs> and then uh, the nun. I hated the nun, honestly, to be the, to be honest, the nun was not the great movie. Lyona, I, uh, I liked that one. I didn't mind it at all. It had good moments. But I like that. I like the Conjuring, the house haunt. It's a family being terrorized by some ghostly figure or menacing thing. Uh, love it. Absolutely. Especially since The Conjuring combines house haunting with demons. You got me sold, buddy. <laughs> That's all you fucking need. Now, okay, so we're not here to talk about my favorite movies, but let's get into this list, shall we? Um, So, uh, these, again, these are movies that stuck with me. Uh, I, I'm all over the place because of my allergies, um, <laughs> but I'm normally all over the place. Um, I, I have a little bit of piano stuff, but I can't really play a lot of these because I'm not a pianist. I'm a guitarist. But um, I do like horror stuff. So here we go. Okay. Uh, the first one on my list, and again, not ranked, uh, Dead Silence. Dead Silence is the first one. I can play a little snippet of it maybe for you. Um, we'll see. I don't know. It's about depends on copyright. <laughs> Um, but Dead Silence is a James Wan horror movie, which is you're going to see a lot of James Wan horror movies on this list. <laughs> uh, I already mentioned the Conjuring series. I, I was kind of like, oh, I could put them all on here, but let's put my favorite of the James Wan Conjuring series. And then I'll put kind of Dead Silence on there just as a caveat and insidious, all that stuff. But um, James Wan makes excellent horror movies he's probably the modern kind of uh the the modern version of like uh um he's like the modern hitchcock essentially a lot of movies that he has done as far as horror is concerned um have made or made horror better there's a lot of copycats and people who try to replicate what he did in The Conjuring, especially the first one. But he's also he is like solely responsible for that entire phase of movies in the early 2000s that were just gore fests, which is funny because his movie Saw, which is one of my honorable mentions, not on this list, is uh, it, it wasn't bloody. It had like one moment of blood, but he made that. And then suddenly there's an entire franchise of Saw movies. There's Hostel. There's all those kind of gory, gore porn sort of movies. And uh, the man is like he places his footprint down and then he walks away. (laughs) He opens the door and then everybody else tries to do exactly the same thing. So there's a lot of copycats out there. But Dead Silence is a James Wan film. That many people have probably not seen, or if they if they have heard of it, they probably were like, "Fuck no, it's got dolls." Um, and the soundtrack is gorgeous; it's absolutely beautiful. Um, I can't get enough of it. I honestly, I have this like instrumental playlist that I play at work sometimes, and Dead Silence is on that because it's not only building an atmosphere horror. You know, you're getting that kind of fearful kind of vibes from it, like, oh, shit, something bad is about to happen. But also, it's just like a gorgeous little piece. It's very like um, Annabelle is a similar one, which Annabelle is my second one on the list. I'm skipping around around all 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 over the place. Annabelle is a second one, but Annabelle, I think, is scarier than Dead Silence's theme song. But it's a similar kind of thing where they implement this kind of childlike maybe if i can octave up this it'll sound similar i don't know that that's kind of an example it's like that weird calipy instrument i think it's like a circus theme song but it's very like child's piano it's like a music box kind of thing and you know what i'm talking about it's that like high pitched kind of like it's that high pitched kind of sound that is reminiscent of like a child like innocent like a child room but they're twisting it in horror movies a lot they do this a lot they twist it in a horror movie to make it sound uh, scarier and build atmosphere so 
the Dead Silence theme song, the reason it works so well is because it implements that weird childlike kind of high pitched noises. But it's also like that dissonant chord kind of progression, that minor second. And then you got the uh, that weird kind of like music box sound effect in the background. And then the orchestral part of it builds into it. And it adds like a premise of childlike wonder, but wrong. (laughs) And I I, Annabelle, I'm going to describe the same way, so I might as well talk about them similarly. Annabelle has the um, a theme song that was actually played in The Conjuring first when you first are introduced to Annabelle that's then played in the first Annabelle movie. Technically, Annabelle is not a James Wan movie, but James Wan is responsible for that universe, kind of like the Saw franchise, whereas he started The Conjuring, he did Conjuring 2, and then Conjuring 3, I think, was like his assistant that helped in the first two movies. But because of his work in Conjuring and Conjuring 2, you get the Annabelle kind of, you know, split off, if you will, like the family tree of Annabelle, family tree of Conjuring universe. And you get the Annabelle comes home, Annabelle Annabelle creation and the first Annabelle. Uh, The first those first two that I mentioned comes home and creation. Excellent movie. I love those, Uh, especially comes home. um, I'm sorry. Creation is an excellent movie. Um. But similarly, there's a similar kind of vibe to Dead Silence in the sense that you get that weird kind of like childlike music box sound effect, but it's slightly wrong. And I can kind of play some of it here. Again, I'm worried about copyright, so I can't play a lot of it. Um, But I can play a little bit of it here. To just kind of indicate what I'm talking about. If you, as soon as you hear it, you're like, oh no, fuck no, that's wrong. <laughs> it's that kind of theme song where you're like, what is happening? I don't want to hear any more of this. <laughs> and this is what I'm going back to the Jaws thing where the the sounds and the music, the music quality, the orchestral kind of arrangements, it's gorgeous. It's beautiful. It's well done. It's well composed. And it's also terrifying. It's a character within itself, especially the Annabelle theme song. When you hear the intro part of that, you're like, I don't know what's happening, but I don't want to be around it. <laughs> you know, it's it's excellent. I love it so much. And that's why I think James Wan does horror. I don't know who composes his stuff. I can probably search it real quick, um, but it just works so well. So the composer that worked on Dead Silence, his name is Charlie. I think it's Klauser, unless some of that isn't pronounced. Um, he is actually that funny enough, he worked with, um, several people that I've talked about on this show, which is nine inch nails. I haven't talked about nine inch nails discography per se, but he has worked with nine inch nails as far as production work and stuff is concerned. He's worked with Marilyn Manson. He's worked with white zombie, Rob zombie, which that may be familiar. I have done an episode on them. Um, And he's worked with many multiple artists as far as typo negative. I love typo negative. It shouldn't come as a surprise, but the composer for Dead Silence also worked on um, Saw. He did all the Saw franchise movies. Um, He's responsible for that main theme song that everybody, banana, 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 you know that one. So he did that one. Um, He's he did the American Horror Story theme music. I mean, this do I need to say any more about this dude? Amazing. (laughs) Absolutely phenomenal work, man. Done Resident Evil franchise or just it looks like just maybe Extinction. Um, But yeah, he did spy all of the saws. He's responsible for all of the saws from all over the place. So Charlie Klauser is responsible for Dead Silence. But the person that worked on Annabelle is named Joseph Bishara. Um, he did another one of James Wan's movies, which we'll get to here in a second, but he's also responsible for the conjuring, which actually explains a lot because again, you get a lot of those weird kind of, um, similarities to the conjuring music with the Annabelle kind of score. And it's excellent. It's all very good. He's done. It looks like he's responsible for pretty much all of the James Wan movies. That isn't the Saw franchise (laughs) based on looking at this. So it looks like I might have to do some editing. There's a lot of breaks here that I'm going to have to worry about because my computer is acting weird today. Of course, it is when I'm recording. It didn't act weird all week. And suddenly it's just like, fuck you, boy. Um, (laughs) So uh, anyway, 
So I've kind of explained enough, beat the head out of or beat the fuck out of Dead Silence and Annabelle. Um, But the third one is kind of in the same vein. However, it's a completely different composition as far as I'm concerned. And the next one on my list is Insidious. So I mentioned Dead Silence. I mentioned Annabelle. We got two out of three James Wan movies out of the way. (laughs) And I've already kind of mentioned uh, Saw, which is one of my honorable mentions on this list. And the reason Saw is an honorable mention versus a actual one is that theme song for Saw is not really used that prevalently in the... Is that a word? Um, (laughs) Prevalent in the actual movie itself. It opens it and then it is used in the twist. It's that kind of moment where it's like, oh, no, this guy that you saw once in the entire franchise is actually the killer all along. Oh, no, he's not the killer. It was his brother. Oh, the brother's not the killer. It was the detective that found the brother and they talked at one time. (laughs) You know, it was the the Saw franchise twists are out of hand, bro. (laughs) They're they're out of fucking hand, but they um, they're more twisty than a Twizzler. But the Dead Silence and Annabelle and the Saw franchise those have their own theme songs and stuff, but the Saw franchise, like I said, it's used like twice in the movie. And while it is an excellent fucking soundtrack, it's not that great as far as like building atmosphere, that kind of qualification that I was talking about, that building fear in itself. It's just that fun, like almost like Pirates of the Caribbean kind of thing where it's like, oh, I can get a feel for what the movie is based on this theme song. But in the song, in the theme itself, in the movie itself, it's not actually building too much. Annabelle and Dead Silence are examples of movies that implement the soundtrack in multiple different ways throughout the movie to kind of build atmosphere. And like I said, it's scary in itself, especially that Annabelle one. If you hear Annabelle, you're like, okay, yeah, I get it. Um, Insidious, though. Insidious, probably more than any movie on this list that I'm going to talk about today, does meets that qualification the best, where the theme song is scary in itself. It's abhorrently loud. <laughs> if you've seen any Insidious movie in theaters, you know what I'm talking about. As soon as that fucking Insidious logo pops up, it is so loud and it's awful and it's terrifying it's like a very psycho reminiscent kind of theme song where it's like it's a very high-pitched kind of you know extremely loud shit i don't know how better to describe it um and the theme song is actually very excellent once you get past that initial kind of fuck you punch in the face type of moment you just got hit by a ufc fighter or a truck pick one Um, (laughs) so once you get past that initial kind of part the theme song itself is very good but it's also spooky it builds a lot of atmosphere and it's used consistently throughout the song that weird like high-pitched kind of minor sound that that huge, huge, loud sound that it starts with is used a lot in horror movies in general, and Insidious implements it into its actual theme. Um, and the reason uh, it's used a lot is as like, a, here's the scary thing. It's the jump scare moment, you know, when when the the fucking ghost is around the corner and then, oh, no, it's behind them, actually. And then the jump scare happens. That jump scare is usually they trigger the sound effect they trigger that weird kind of like screeching sound or the violins high-pitched kind of i don't know high e sound or something i don't know hit the drums or the metal crashes or something it's that big booming kind of inception sound that you hear in like dark knight and stuff the nolan stuff the Hans zimmer stuff it's that but it's on steroids because it's a horror movie so insidious implements that kind of moment into its soundtrack the movie gives you a jump scare with its soundtrack. I can't really describe to you better how the song itself is scary in itself. I can play a little bit of these songs. Like I said, I'm just trying to avoid copyright so I can play like a little bit of moments here and there. But, um, that's really all I can really kind of say about insidious because it does exactly meets all of those qualifications. It's not a party song. You're not going to be dancing to insidious. <laughs> it builds a lot of atmosphere. It's scary in itself and it's definitely not a kid's movie. It's so good. And I like the insidious franchise. Honestly, I, I have all of them on DVD or Blu-ray or whatever. <laughs> um, and same thing with the conjuring. I like those movies. I like James Wan movies. 
except malignant or did i i'm not really sure <laughs> uh i mentioned this to um a few people now that malignant is one of those movies and if you're curious on if it's good or not you have to kind of see it yourself it's a very polarizing movie as far as horror movies are concerned uh the horror community as a whole is very confused on whether or not it's good or not it's either let me put it this way the movie is either it's either a masterpiece or a disaster. <laughs> and there's there's moments in the movie will you, where you'll be shifting between both. There's a lot of moments. It's very different as far as horror is concerned. I can tell he's paving the way for something different. Um, it's part slasher. It's part Saw franchise. You're going to recognize a lot of the James, James Wan-isms in the intro. Um, the beginning is very conjuring, and then it kind of goes into the... I don't know, the weird Saw franchise, mysterious kind of thing. There's a twist in it that's very Saw-like. Um, but it's also like an action movie at the end. It's like a John Wick movie at the end of it, and it's a slasher as well. It's all over the place, man. And that's why I don't know if I like it or not, because there's a lot of fun stuff in it, but there's a lot of bad shit in it. <laughs> anyway, we're not here to talk about Malignant, but it also had an excellent soundtrack, but we're not going to get into that. Um, let's move on from the James Wan stuff. I'm sure you're tired of hearing about it. So my next, my favorite theme song, sec, second, excuse me, second favorite theme song of all time, as far as movies are concerned in general, but also horror movies as a whole, the Nightmare on Elm Street series. I don't really need to say much else about that. That is on those top 10 lists or tends to be. On those top 10 lists for a reason. The soundtrack is absolutely gorgeous, but it's also terrifying at the same time. Now, the Nightmare Nightmare on Elm Street, I keep wanting to say Nightmare Before Christmas, but the Nightmare on Elm Street uh, series was composed by uh, Charles Bernstein. Um, I, I don't really know of anything that he's done outside of the Nightmare on Elm Street stuff. Um as far as music is concerned. Now he's a composer on a lot of things. Uh, he's a major composer, but I don't recognize just based on the Wikipedia, any of these movies you might go, go look him up. He's done a lot of TV movies. It looks like, but yeah, the nightmare and Elm street stuff. He's very clearly known for that. And he's done some stuff with like Quentin and Tarantino. He did in glorious bastards. You'd recognize that kill bill. Um, but the score on Nightmare on Elm Street with Wes Craven, he was given, it looks like, based on the Wikipedia, given a lot of freedom, and they could kind of discuss ideas and approaches and communicate kind of what they wanted. Um, and the film was very low budget, so he probably wasn't paid as much as some people would be on a soundtrack is concerned. But the soundtrack is gorgeous and menacing at the same time. It has this weird kind of, which is perfect for the movie, but dreamlike quality to the sound and you feel like you're in a nightmare. Like you feel, you know what you're listening to when you listen to it. It's one of those songs that if you did a trivia kind of, of name the horror movie soundtrack or something like that, you would probably be able to guess what it is. Even if you didn't know what it is, you'd probably be able to hear it and be like, that sounds very dreamlike that sound. Oh, you know what? It's probably Freddie. Um, <laughs> so, you know, Besides the point that the movie franchise itself is, well, it's mixed, depending on which number you're talking about. The three is somewhat good. One is an excellent movie. The remake was garbage. New Nightmare is amazing. Um, depending on which one you're talking about, we could get into that all day. But the song remains the same throughout the entire thing. Not the Led Zeppelin song. This song, the theme song, the composed piece by Bernstein is amazing. It's so beautiful. It's so gorgeous. It builds so much atmosphere. It's it's very it takes weird kind of twists and turns within the song. And again, it's dreamlike. It's playing with your expectations. Um, you know, you expect something to go. You know, it, it's that kind of thing where it's like if it's like a chromatic scale, I don't know. Let me turn that on the octave here, but so that's the basic one. Now he might go. You know, it, it's that kind of simple thing where it plays with your expectations. While you're like, oh, the no next note is gonna be this. 
But in Nightmare on Elm Street, it goes. Diminished. Again, that's a diminished path. It's very popular in metal. Um, it just plays with your expectations where your brain thinks the song should go. It takes a twist and it's that's what builds that atmosphere of horror while also being gorgeous. Now, the next song on this list is very similar. The next soundtrack. But Hellraiser is one of my favorite soundtracks as far as horror movies are concerned. Now, I'm debating whether or not it is my favorite. And the reason I think it might be my favorite or it's second or third, I'm not sure. The top three are basically what we're talking about now, because I love the Nightmare on Elm Street one. But I think I might like the Hellraiser soundtrack a lot more for a couple of reasons. One, you get the Motorhead theme song. Hellraiser! You know, that <laughs> that in itself, fucking amazing. That Hellraiser song by Motor De- Motorhead, Motor Dead, <laughs> Motorhead. Love it, love it. I listen to it frequently because it, it's so, like, despite being about a horror movie, it's so... I don't think the Motorhead song is actually about the movie <laughs> or even made for it. I don't really know. But it because of its, like, Hellraiser, it's very 80s-sounding rock music, but it's also metal. <laughs> so it's fun. It's uh you know, builds up your uh, kind of mood and stuff. But the actual song... On Hellraiser, the soundtrack, absolutely gorgeous. Both Nightmare on Elm Street and Hellraiser, and the next one we're going to talk about here, are all used frequently within the movie. But Hellraiser has this weird kind of quality that's different from Nightmare on Elm Street. It is similarly playing with your expectations. You know, it's similarly doing a kind of weird diminished chromatic scale i don't really know them off the top of my head or anything like that so i can't tell you what key it's in or anything crazy but um because it's also playing with your expectations it kind of throws you off a little bit but it's also building an atmosphere of kind of similarly a dreamlike state hellraiser is very different of a movie i i can't couldn't really describe it to somebody other than the Cenobites in the movie are essentially like Hell's Angels, um, not not the biker gang, um, <laughs> like actual like they're not demons per se, but they're like these weird kind of angelic, horrifying creatures. You recognize them if you see them. It's Pinhead um, from the Hellraiser franchise, but they're weird and they're also kind of like artistic in a way. I don't really know how to describe it. I'm not describing it well, but essentially the idea is that the Cenobites are there to take you to hell, I guess. Um, they come out of a box and they're it's either another dimension or it's in the hell. And then the Hellraiser franchise is essentially the villains are not even the Cenobites. The villains are usually somebody who has escaped the Cenobites grasp or come back out of hell or something like that. Like they've gone through all the torture and stuff. So they spend the next, you know, hour and a half basically being Imhotep from the mummy. They're absorbing people. They're killing people in order to come back to life and get their skin back and all that stuff. And um, very gross and grotesque kind of a movie. If you're not into blood and gore, Hellraiser is probably not the movie for you because it's basically built around gore and torture and all of that stuff. It sounds bad on paper, but honestly, Hellraiser is an amazing movie. The first movie is amazing. The sequels, subsequent sequels, the remakes, whatever you want to get into that as far as that is concerned. That's up to you whether or not you like those. Some of them are weird and kind of like, I don't know, like 80s action film. (laughs) Some of them feel like uh, like an Arnold Schwarzenegger movie with like weird demonic superheroes. And some of them feel like you know, an excellent kind of horror movie. The first and second one are great. They're amazing. Um, and then the, you know, honestly, some of the remakes of the more recent ones that they've done are pretty good too. Um, I love Pinhead as far as in general, he's a, a very menacing looking character, but again, very artistic in a way. Um, it's a weird kind of like middle ground and the theme song portrays the same thing. It, it's a very like spacey kind of, next dimensional sound that works perfect and just like nightmare on elm street it's very dreamlike and it has it has the quality of the movie while also being different um 
let's see who composed the Hellraiser theme track. Christopher Young. Christopher Young. Okay. Christopher Young composed the Hellraiser theme song, and he also did... Uh, 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 looks like he's known for Species. Oh, he did The Grudge. That's an excellent theme song as well. Exorcism of Emily Rose. Drag Me to Hell. Sinister. I'm not even talking about the Sinister soundtrack on this, but Sinister is like... Sinister is the best movie that has copied essentially what The Conjuring did. Um, It's not copying The Conjuring, but it's it is an excellent horror movie. That man looks like a lead singer to a metal band. The whatever the fuck his name is. Uh, Deliver us from email pet cemetery. Um, So he's done a lot. He's done. uh, okay. so he did Spider-Man three also. So he did the Hellraiser, Drag Me to Hell and Spider-Man three. Okay, (laughs) so Christopher Young, there you go. So he's a very well-versed composer, has done a lot of things. And honestly, the Hellraiser theme song is excellent. Excellent. I love it. I listen to it all the time because it's such a beautiful song while also building a lot of atmosphere. Now, 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 now. My favorite horror movie of all time that outbeats all of the rest. It doesn't matter what it is. It it, it could come out tomorrow. I may not have even seen it. I'm going to be completely biased here. Halloween. The first Halloween movie with Michael Myers, my favorite horror movie of all time. I absolutely love it. There's nothing more menacing than Michael Myers and the idea that he's just a normal dude going around killing people is even more menacing because he's in a mask. That's a, I don't really need to say much about the the soundtrack. Honestly, you know it. It's familiar to you. You probably hear it every day in October, but. It's so simple. It's so that's that minor second. Um, diminished. I think, I think, I think, man, I think I'm not a music theorist. I know a little bit, but I don't really need to say much else. The theme song is used constantly. It's pretty much the only song in the entire fucking movie (laughs) because it's really just implementing different parts of the same song. And it was composed by the director and writer and everything for the first movie. Halloween is the masterpiece that came out of John Carpenter's mind. It is completely his thing everything about it is his thing there's amazing acting in it there's amazing storytelling the idea that it was a kid that saw some weird shit a fucked up kid that basically saw weird shit um and despite what you might say about the rob zombie stuff i like that it builds a little bit more on his backstory um whether or not again i didn't like it 100 percent, but some of it's good some moments are great um but i love that franchise so much I like the bad ones. I like the good ones. And they're not all good. <laughs> that more recent one, the uh, the recent, I guess, what, 2019 one that came out? Amazing. I love that follow-up. It it mimics what the first one did so well and is, is a perfect sequel to that movie, or as it should have been. Um, and I can't wait for Halloween Kills because I'm going to see it immediately in theaters. I have to. I love that franchise. Michael Myers is an amazing serial. He's my favorite of all the Jason Freddy's, etc. Because um, he's the most menacing. And technically, I think technically Michael Myers has killed more people on screen than both Freddy and Jason. Um, not combined necessarily, but I don't know. It's either him or Jason. One of those two have killed more people on screen. Um, which is not a very, you know, not, we're not competing here or anything, but as far as competition for theme song, Halloween takes the cake. It, it, like I said, this one, Hellraiser is my, is just gorgeous and beautiful. And that's why I'm considering making that my number one. But the Halloween th- theme song, Halloween thong song, it's so iconic and so simple. Again, it's another playing with your expectations. It's playing on those notes that are just slightly off. It's like a jazz theme song. I don't know. Um, And I'm not doing it justice by sitting here talking about it, but I love it. It's an absolutely amazing theme song. It's played throughout the movie. It builds a lot of atmosphere. You know it's menacing and something's coming around the corner. And at the same time, you love to hear it. Even like the part where they... The weird bassy parts in it, which is not accurate to what I just did, but (laughs) that's great in it, too. Like I said, builds atmosphere. It's amazing. 
Um, John Carpenter is an amazing composer. He does a lot of music himself. He put out a record either this year or last year. He put out a new album, which was just basically a Halloween theme song on steroids. But let's see if you can guess what the next soundtrack is on this list. So I'm not a pianist, so hopefully that didn't sound awful. But <laughs> if you don't know what that is, that's the Exorcist theme song. It's a fucking masterpiece, man. I don't I don't know how better to describe it. And it's not even meant for the Exorcist. If you if you look up the theme song for the Exorcist, it is not or was not designed for the Exorcist. William Friedkin, the man who directed and is responsible for The Exorcist, which a lot of people still cannot get through to this day, maybe, maybe, I don't know 100%, but The Exorcist might be the scariest film ever made. I don't know what beats it. I'm not sure. It's up to you. But The Exorcist, what The Exorcist does well, whether or not you believe in demons or not, it's completely up to you. I'm not here to talk about religion, but... Whether or not you believe it or not, The Exorcist is a movie that sticks with you. And the reason it sticks with you is the weird, grotesque, almost, it's it's demonic. The film feels cursed. And the music just accompanies that perfectly. It is so, so good. Um, and honestly, Jack Nietzsche, the guy who did the theme song, did not make the theme song for The Exorcist. It was not for The Exorcist. The The entire theme song for The Exorcist, that very familiar kind of intro piece, was designed for himself. It was just, uh, I think it was called Tubular Bells. It was a song not related to The Exorcist, which makes it even weirder because somebody had to go out of their way to find a song that worked perfect for the exorcist. I think the original composition for the exorcist did not actually work, um, for like what, um, Friedman wanted or whatever. And I'm sorry. Uh, Mike Oldfield is the one who did the song for exorcist. He didn't actually, I don't think he made the song for exorcist. Jack Nietzsche. I gave him credit that he didn't have anything to do with. So, um, my bad. That's just, that's just a my, my bad, but the actual song is called tubular bells and it's split into several parts. You can actually go listen to the album itself. The entire album is different and there's a lot of weird shit in the music that you don't hear in the actual exorcist. There's weird like guitar moments where it just suddenly goes, <laughs> you know, it's just wow. That entire theme. While that thing is going, there's just like random bits where it's like, <laughs> you know, and it's it's good. I don't mind it um, in itself. It's probably not one that I want to listen to frequently because it does. It is kind of repetitive. It's on the repetitive side. It's honestly I am definitely one of those people that still have a ringtone. And my ringtone is the Exorcist theme song because it's so fucking good. It's it works. Per, it sounds like a phone call. While also being menacing, <laughs> I actually I accidentally had my uh, my phone on at work the other day and it, it was ringing some spam call. I don't know. Um, con- trying to contact you about your car's extended warranty. Um, I don't know. There's some weird fraud alert thing that's bullshit. They want to give your you, you need to give us your social. I don't know. Whatever you 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 have those calls. Those are absolutely crazy right now. How many of those are going around? But the um, Exorcist theme song went off and somebody was like. Is that Halloween? Almost slapped a bitch. <laughs> I was like, it's like, okay, remember James, not everybody. It's the horror fanatic that you are. <laughs> um, so yeah, I love it. I mean, it is kind of Halloween esque. I mean, it has the same kind of weird key to it. It's that kind of higher pitched kind of. It's actually in the same scaling too. Um, Cause it's, this is Halloween. And this is Exorcist. So they hit the same notes. Um, so it's not surprising that it sounds similar. Um, there's honestly a lot of those kind of uh, higher higher end ones. I, I could probably make one of those up. But anyway, yeah, I don't, there's not really anything else I need to say about it. This Exorcist theme song, it plays throughout it. it it's, it's like used twice, I think, in the movie, technically. And then the rest of it is all the score by Nietzsche. But um, 
that theme song is so well it builds so much atmosphere and it wasn't even designed for it that i think that's the scariest part about the theme song is somebody wrote that not intended to be a demon song <laughs> and it now it's a, now it's synonymous with the exorcist everyone loves it it's familiar to a lot of people even if they haven't seen the movie it's a familiar theme song um so it's great i love it um so we have a couple of things here um just a couple of couple more on this list that we'll probably get to um i'm not going to cover them all like i said but here's some of the big ones the shining i don't really need to say anything about that boom 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 you, you know it. You know it. You love it. The Shining builds atmosphere. It's designed for it. That weird. It's a creepy, bassy kind of fucking tone. I probably couldn't even get that low. Ooh, maybe I can. I didn't know I could get that low on my piano. <laughs> but the um, that bassy kind of tone, it builds so much atmosphere. The Shining is an amazing book, and it's also an amazing movie. Candyman is next on the list. I know I'm kind of rushing through these because I want to get to one of them specifically. But Candyman excellent 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 i think that is if it if it didn't win an oscar it deserves one because Candyman is a grammy deserving theme song it's absolutely gorgeous it's a thematically beautiful it works so well in the movie it's not creepy at all i just wanted to kind of give it an honorable mention because it is the work that they did in Candyman is absolutely so good and i have not seen the new one yet um which is a shame because i haven't just haven't gotten the time honestly um, but the original Candyman, amazing, amazing. Uh, the ring, that's an amazing theme song as well. The ring is actually pretty modern as well. Um, but I always thought it sounded like a funeral. Um, a lot of the ring is sound design, believe it or not. That's what makes it amazing. But so there's two on this list that I got. Um, let's kind of mention these honorable mentions first, and then I'll kind of end on my, um, some of my favorite too, but, uh, Friday the 13th, duh. Again, sound design, you know it. It's very reminiscent of Psycho. In fact, I think the composer for Friday the 13th actually formed their composition around what they did in Psycho. Um, you'll recognize it, but at the same time, you'll be like, is that Psycho? That's kind of why I didn't include it on my list is because it seems like a copycat. Uh, Poltergeist, I mentioned that earlier. Gorgeous, beautiful, kind of childlike wonder. Tim Burton stuff, I mentioned that as well. Uh, the Thing, this is another john carpenter piece uh, john carpenter did the thing and halloween the thing is a little bit less familiar but it feels very appropriate for the movie itself it's got a lot of like tritone stuff to it um but it feels alien you know and alien's a good theme song too but alien uh, in nature it's very it, i don't know how you even do this but somehow carpenter created an alien-like theme song that was also claustrophobic sounding the problem i have is it's not used a whole lot in the movie but it's very like like i said claustrophobic and that, that kind of actually builds a lot of um character and theme song itself now okay so the last two the last two that i got here some of my favorites that actually came later um, because I mentioned one of them last week, uh, not last week, last episode, uh, Resident Evil. Absolutely gorgeous theme song, and it works so well because it's two things. It's much like The Thing, except it feels alien, but not in the sense of spacey alien. It feels alien as in, this doesn't belong here. <laughs> and i think that's why it works so well the resident evil soundtrack it's well done it feels like an intro to a theme song for like a horror movie not a horror movie i'm sorry it is a horror movie what are you doing um, <laughs> so it feels like um a metal band kind of intro the resident evil franchise movie and video game has some amazing compositions the songs are so good. Everybody knows the save room sounds in the video games themselves because they're so good. They they give you so much peace while also causing tension. And I think that's what the movie, the first movie specifically, did so well. Is it's such a peaceful kind of synthy piece. It has a lot of melody to it. It's, it's melodic, but it's also wrong in a lot of ways. So it kind of gives you tension while also putting your mind at ease. 
it's a weird kind of middle ground that I feel like only the Resident Evil franchise has been able to nail down where it's dissonant, but also peaceful. Like it's a, a positive kind of song. Um, again, it's peaceful, but also terrifying. And what it does well in the movie, as far as the movie is concerned, um, is it's kind of sciency. And the movie is entirely based on a, a virus that was created in a lab that created zombies. It's not what you would picture in your head for zombies, but it is very sciency. And like I said, builds a lot of atmosphere, but is also kind of a, a pumps you up a little bit, but also that brings you down. I don't know. It's, it's very, it's a roller coaster of a song and I love it. I, I absolutely love it. I think it works so well in a horror movie overall. Now, the last one I'm going to talk about, 28 Days Later. So the last one I'm going to talk about, I just played for you. It's um, probably not as well known of a horror movie, or if it is, it's mainly well known in the zombie community because there is a entire horror is the horror community is very similar to uh, metal. Um, The metal community is split into subgenres. So is the horror community. Horror community, there's like the zombies. There's the the people that love the zombie movies and want everything to do with zombies. They want them to be real, etc., etc. There's the demon and the haunted house lovers like myself. And then there's some of those that are just like slashers. They like the slashers. They like the blood and the gore and all that stuff. So um, a lot of horror movie fans like a little bit of all of it. So it's a little bit different from metal. There are elitists in the metal community that are like death metal. What the fuck? Absolutely not. I only like metal core. I don't know. They're, I mean, there's elitists that are all over the place as far as every genre is concerned and every media type. But the 28 Days Later theme song captures the movie so well. And the reason it does is much similar to the Resident Evil franchise. It's a beautiful theme song. It implements a lot of like simple kind of piano work. Simple piano work, right? It sounds kind of almost um, it's in the higher keys, kind of like the Halloween franchises and the Exorcist and all that stuff. But it's also it's haunting. It's haunting, but beautiful because it's not hitting any. This is like a normal chord. <laughs> I don't know what the chord is at the top of my head, but but it's a normal one. I could hear that in a nice little piece, a love song or something like that. It's not dissonant necessarily. And yet it's the way it's played. is It's almost like it's off time slightly. I'm not really sure. I don't know. I'm making this up. Um, <laughs> pay no mind to me, <laughs> but it sounds like an alarm. Doesn't it like, doesn't it kind of have that? Like it's like they, they put this in to try and trick you this note here, but this part doesn't that sound like an alarm? Like, like a, like, a, I don't know, like a, alarm you would hear in a movie or something like a warning, like a red alert kind of thing. I think that's why it works is because it's implementing that one extra note in there. It kind of changes the alarm sound into something a little bit more uh, meticulous and beautiful, I guess more gorgeous sounding, more like free flowing, if you will. Um, The bass guitar up also implements a little bit of that because there is probably a bass guitar in it. Um, not an actual piano bass. Um, but it's very similar to Halloween in the fact that it's simplistic. It implements a lot of bass. Um, and then the chords are very simple. They're basic. They follow a simple progression. And it's also a rock song. There's a metal part, I guess. Uh, I don't know. There, there's a guitar in it. Ba-na-na-na. It, it does this kind of that that's it that's it, it it's that weird kind of like one off shoot it's that one off note 
that builds a lot of atmosphere. It's very, uh, it's actually, you know what it reminds me of is the Transformers. I'm all over the place in this episode. I'm sorry if I'm just all over the fuck place, but uh, <laughs> the, it, it, it's kind of like the um, Transformers song where it's like, it's just a simple kind of that, but it goes. Instead of this. That one note is that one little off note, that one little minor note that throws it all into what I would be considered a horror movie. That uh, kind of tritone feel that I've was ta- been talking about, that diminished feel. I think 28 Days Later does everything that a horror movie soundtrack should do. As in, it's like it's almost action like as far as the theme song is concerned. It's almost like there's, you know, you're at war, you're you're an action hero while also being menacing. And that's the whole captures the entirety of that movie. That theme song alone, you know, by hearing it, that it's capturing whatever movie it was written for. Um, and there's no mistaking that it was meant for a movie. <laughs> there's no way you listen to that and you're like, wow, that's a cool little composition piece. You're like, no, this has got to be a theme song to something. <laughs> you know, there's no way this was just wrote for no reason. Um, anyway, I don't know. I'm a little bit everywhere today. Um, probably because I put this in and music distracts me. So I con- constantly want to just sit here and just do this all day. see 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 what happened <laughs> so i'm um, i'm a little bit all over the place today you kind of caught me in a time in my life where a lot of things are happening i did get my car out of the shop i don't know if i mentioned that in the last episode but i put my car in the shop and i was in a rental vehicle for a while because i ran into a garage like a fucking idiot um <laughs> so it's i mean i got in a fight with a bear but um <laughs> the uh so it was in the shop for like three weeks and um finally it came back out and i did have to file a claim and all of that stuff and working in the insurance business when you have to file a claim it's the worst um (laughs) there's nothing worse than knowing how it will go and being correct um going into it like filing a claim i was like god damn it if i file a claim this is going to be dragged out for a month if i just repair it myself it might be a couple of weeks uh, it turned out to be a month, so I was uh, half right, <laughs> you know, and I don't know why that it's that way. I think it's just because adjusters tend to have a lot of claims that they got to work, and I'm not going to be talking about the insurance business anyway. Um, but that's pretty much it for the episode. I love horror movies, man. You can come talk to me about it any day of the week. I'll be happy to talk about it. I'm scatterbrained most of the days, so you may not understand what the fuck I'm saying, but I'm happy to, to talk about it with you. Um, I love everything about Halloween. So you should expect some little, uh, fun little thing at the end of this. Maybe, I don't know. I haven't decided yet. Just like the intro. Um, there's a little spooky things. So I like to do that. That's just for fun. You don't have to stick around for it. You can skip it entirely, but, um, I like to do it. I like to make some horror sounds, some atmospheric kind of stuff. And just to get, it gets me in the mood for Halloween. Hopefully it will get you into the mood for Halloween. It gets us all in the mood for Halloween because Halloween should be a year round thing. So, um, screw Christmas. Let's just do Halloween for three months. <laughs> so um, thank you guys so much for watching Buttermilk Boulevard. Again, I've been your host, James. If you enjoy the podcast, maybe consider following, leaving a like, whatever. Blah, 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 blah. Uh, leave a five star review. That helps me out, man. If you leave a review, that's how I tend to know that people are listening Um, It tells me how many people downloaded, but again, it doesn't specify, you know, subscriptions and follows. And I don't really know how to keep track of that stuff as far as my host is concerned. Um, But I do know how many downloads I get and uh, I do know when I get ratings. So if you rate it on Spotify or I don't know, um, like it on Spotify or follow it on Spotify, do the same thing on iTunes, all that stuff. That's the stuff that I know and I realize that people are actually paying attention. So. Um, but I appreciate you listening nonetheless, even if you don't subscribe, I thank you for sitting through all of this. I know I've been kind of a mess today, but thank you so much for checking out the channel, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. You kind of know the deal. Send me a message. What's your favorite horror movie? Tell me what your favorite horror movie is. We can talk about it all day. Do you like the conjuring franchise? I love the conjuring franchise. What's your favorite slasher? I don't know. What's your favorite soundtrack? Let's start there. (laughs) That's a little bit more relevant to what we're talking about today, but thanks guys. Y'all take care of yourselves and have a spooky season. I'll see y'all next time. Until next time, I'm James of Buttermilk Boulevard. You have a great day. Stay safe out there. Peace out and rock on.
Thank you.